Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Um, we are starting the laws of Birkot HaTara. Last week, we discussed uh, Birkot HaShachar. And uh, in last week's, uh, last week's share, we started describing that there are actually three different types of, uh, types of uh, brachot. There's Birkot HaMitzvah, Brachot Yisrael mitzvah, Birkot HaNenin, and <clears throat> when you get pleasure from something. And then there's Birchot Hashevach Hoda, blessings that you say over praising HaKosh Baruch Hu. And we were trying to work out last week, what was the nature of Birchot Hashevach? And we saw that there was, seemed to be a machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Um, so what is the significance of Birchot Torah? And in this year, we're going to try and focus on uh, three main aspects. Number one, can we define what the Birkat HaTorah is? What category mitzvah is it? <clears throat> is it a Birkat HaMitzvah, a brocha over the mitzvah, a Birkat HaShebach, a Birkat HaNenin? That we'll have to uh, look into. Secondly, we'll see that there is a huge significance to the actual bracha. And we have to understand why this bracha is so significant, as we'll see in a moment. And thirdly, is this bracha from the Torah? Is it Midrabanan? And the ramifications of that dispute. So let's begin by discussing the significance of Birkat Torah. And our journey starts Dafka in Yirmiyahu Hanabi. Yirmiyahu Hanabi is describing the after effects of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, that uh, Eretz Yisrael has been desolated. And says the Yirmiyahu, But who's the wise person who can understand that which God is telling us? Who can tell us why the land has become desolate like a, like a desert? The destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. Vayomer Hashem al ozvam et Torati, Hashematati Litnechem, because they left my Torah. They didn't hear the voice and they didn't go after it. Now that seems to be quite a straightforward answer. Am Israel didn't keep the Torah, and that's why Khurban by Rishon, we're talking about Yirmiyahu Anabi, so we're talking about the first temple was destroyed because of that. However, the Gemara Matech and the Darim Pei Aleph explains the Sukkim here slightly differently. Shalchumita is then from Eretz Israel to Babel, to the, the sages in Babel. Hizaru bivne aniim, take care of your poor people. Why? Shemehen you should know that the poor people's children are going to be the Talmud Chachamim. So why is it that, you know, you would expect that Talmidei Chachamim should come from the families of Talmidei Chachamim? Why they come from the poor people? Different answers are given. Rabin Omer, Shein Mabarchin, Torah, Why is that? Because they don't, Talmidei Chachamim didn't make a brocha before, before learning. Dama Rav Yudha Marav, Mai Dichtiv, Mi Ha'ish, Hechacham, Biyavin Etzot. The Pasuk that we mentioned in, in Yirmiyahu, who will understand that? That, the, that why was the, the temple destroyed? Why was Amishal sent into Galut? 
דבר זה נשאל לחכמים לנביאים ולא פירשו. No one could figure it out. לכאורה, that's difficult. What does it mean no one could figure it out? The, the pastor says explicitly that they didn't keep the Torah. Well, what, what's, what's to figure out? The problem is that Lichora, the people in the times of the first Beit HaMikdash were Shomer Torah Mitzvot. So what does it mean? Ad she pirishu ha-kosh baruchu ba'atzmo, right? Dikhti vayom ha-Hashem al-ozvam et Torati, that they left my Torah, hainu shelo shamu bekoli, hainu lo achu ba, what does that mean? Amar av Yudah marav, she'ein mevarchin ba-Torah tchila, they didn't make a bracha. It's a Pele Plain. The destruction of the Beit HaMikdash according to the Gemara in the Darim Pei Aleph, the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash, right? Second Beit HaMikdash, there's other reasons, Sinat Chinam, etc. The first Beit HaMikdash, Lichora, the reason given is Shelo Birchu Birkata Torah. And the question is, what's the idea behind that? And here, the Ram, one of the Rishonim, explains it. He quotes the Rabbeinu Nisim. Sorry, Rabbeinu Yonah, and he says, They were definitely learning Torah. Now we can understand the bright in the Gemara that says, no one knew what was going on because the Chorah, they were learning Torah. So what's the Pshat of the Passover? That they didn't make a bracha beforehand. Explains the run. What does that mean? That it wasn't so important in their eyes to the extent that they would make a bracha over it. Since they didn't occupy it for the sake of lishma, therefore they were mezalzal, they didn't need a bracha. This is what Rabbeinu Yonah says. The, the maral, I don't think he's arguing with Rabbeinu Yonah, I think he explains Rabbeinu Yonah further. The Maral in his paper Tiferet Yishel. Maral's got uh, three different books. Uh, I mean, the Maral's got many books, but three books. Um, one of them is Netzach Yishel that describes the process of Galut and, and, and Gula, but Tiferet Yishel describes, um, describes the, the connection between Torah and Am Yishel and the uniqueness of Talmud Torah. So in Tiferet Yishel, in his Hakdama, in his Introduction, he explains as follows. How could it be that Akash Baruch destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, sent us into exile because we didn't make a bracha? What about the biggies? Murder of if they would make the bracha and through that show their love, right, to Avakarish Baruchu to the extent that he gave them such a precious gift, Ayaz Ziba Gamkenshi Torah Mit Kayemit Israel. 
there will be good enough reason for the Torah to be continued in Am Yisrael. And Hashem would give in our hearts, basically, to keep the Torah, to learn the Torah. Even if we transgress the certain mitzvah, we would continue, right? Um, but look in the look at the last paragraph. So what's this idea? Why didn't they make a bracha? Says the Maral, look, I'm not sure. Maybe they did make the bracha technically. When the Gemara says they didn't make the bracha, it's not just words. What is it? Explains the Maral something that I think is so, so critical. He says, the bracha is not just on a mitzvah. The bracha represents our love for HaKadosh Baruch. And when you take out the connection and the relationship we have with HaKadosh Baruch then the Torah becomes not lishma. The Torah becomes, you know, something uh, fanciful in terms of an intellectual study that can be, uh, you know, intellectual gymnastics, you want to do it for kavod, you take out HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of the picture, then the Torah is not the same Torah. And it's uh, very problematic. This is similar, this idea, I think, is, is, is highlighted by the Bait Chadash, um, by the Bach. He says, that they were doing it for their benefit. They wanted to know how to do business. Or to show how clever they are. Wow, very powerful words. He says, they didn't have intention to connect to the holiness and the spirituality of the Torah and bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bring the Shekhinah into this world. And they missed the whole point. And therefore, the significance of the bracha really is that it is indicative of why we are learning Torah. According to the Maral, according to the Bach, and I think that's also what Rabbeinu Yonah is saying. The, the bracha really is indicative that we are trying to connect to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We want a relationship with a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We realize that the Torah is holy and it's given by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We are not just here for an intellectual pursuit, but we are here to understand and connect to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Uh, just to wrap up this section of the Shir, the Rav Tzvi Yehuda Kuk says that we saw that Birkat HaTorah had a direct relationship with the destruction of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore says Rav Tzvi Yehuda Kuk that just as we know that, you know, the second Beit HaMikdash, Nechrav Al Yedei Sinachina. So how are we going to bring back the Beit HaMikdash through Avatchina? That's said in the name of Rav Kuk, but many other people. So too says Rav Tzvi Yehuda Kuk, if the cause of the first destruction of the, of the first temple being destroyed was 
their lack of Birkat Torah. And again, it might not be just technically a lack of Birkat Torah. It might be something more deeper that people might have said the, the bracha, but they didn't want to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Then in our generation, when we are trying to, and Baruch Hashem, we are rebuilding Eretz Yisrael, we have to have special kavana when we say Birkat HaTorah. Okay, and perhaps this is why the Shulchan Aruch, uh, which is usually you know, a, a very methodical halachic work, he adds in a very special halacha, Birkat HaTorah tzarich li zaher ba mo'od. That's what the Shulchan Aruch rules in Orachayim Memzayim, Amodalev. Okay, so now that we've discussed the significance of the bracha, let's move on to what is the actual bracha. And here we get to Maraim Brachot Yud Aleph. Says the Gemara, my Mavarech. What does he, uh, what is the bracha? I'm Rav Yudah Mashmuel. Rav Yudah says in the name of Shmuel, Achek Yiddashanu B'mitzotah B'tzivanu La'asok B'divrei Torah. We are commanded to La'asok. Asok basically means to engage in the Torah. Make our uh, make the words of your Torah sweet in our in our mouths. And the third bracha mentioned, Rav Amnon Amar. And the last one is the best, the most elevated of the brachot. And therefore the Gemara says, Therefore we say all three of them. Now this is very strange because generally we have a principle in Hilchot brachot, Safek bracha lahakel. Now we've got three different versions of what bracha we should say. And the Gemara comes to the conclusion, well, say them all. What happened to the Safek brachot, the hakel? Where did that get thrown out? Um, so we're going we're gonna to move on in the shir, but we're going to come back to this Gemara. And I just keep on the back burner the two questions. Why is it that if there's a doubt, what is the correct version of the bracha to be said, la sok or or and we usually have a principle of safek brachot lahakel. Why is it that the Gemara concludes that we should say all three of those brachot? So we we're going to come back to that, but first we let's deal with the big question of is this bracha or are these brachot midoraita or midrabana? And here says the Gemara in Brachot Chafalef, Amar Rav Yudah Minayin Lebirkat Hamazon Laacharei Amina Torah. From where do I know that Birkat Hamazon, the bracha, the after bracha, after eating, is from the Torah? Shenemar Vachalta V'Savata Uverachta. You eat, you're satiated, and then you recite the bracha. Uminayin Lebirkat Torah Lefanei Amina Torah. Where do I know that the Brocha said prior to learning Torah is a Doraita. Shenemar, as Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshatazinu, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when I call out Hashem's name, Havu Godel Le Lokeinu, give glory to our God. Rashi explains, what does that mean? Kesheba Moshe Liftoach Bedivrei Shira, 
when Moshe wanted to conclude the Torah and, and sing a song, Amar namely Israel, he said to them, Ani ebarech chila, I will make a bracha, ba'atem anu acharai amen, and you answer after me amen. Kishem Hashem akra, when I call out to Hashem, how do I call out to Hashem? Be bracha, making a bracha. Atem, you, Abu Godel al-Kain will give glory. How do you do that? By Amen, by answering Amen. So we see from here that Kishem Hashem Akra is actually a bracha, and it's a bracha on what? It's a bracha on the song he's going to sing. It's a bracha of the Torah. And therefore, we see that there seems to be a bracha on the Torah from this Pasuk. And the simple understanding is that it's a Din Doraita. Now, it's quite interesting because the Gemara says that there are two brochas. Again, the simple reading of the Gemara is that there are two brochas that we have Minat Torah. One is on eating and one is on Birkat Torah, on learning Torah. But we saw that the Gemara said the brocha of, of, of is regarding eating is the after brocha, Birkat Amazon. And the brocha on Birkat Torah is the one prior to learning. Explains the Sefer Achinuch. Why the difference? But when it comes to eating, the broch is afterwards. He explains as follows. Beautiful idea. God doesn't expect our physical being to praise him until we have physical benefit because a physical being can't really treasure the gift until it has experienced it. And therefore I need to eat and be satiated and feel that fulfillment before I can praise Hashem. Only after one feels uh, um, the benefit done on a physical level. But learning Torah is something sikhli, it's something of the mind. And the mind can contemplate something in the future, can contemplate what it is about to receive. And you already understand it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has obligated us to thank, give a, a blessing of, of, of thanks before we actually learn the Torah. What's clear from the Sefer Achinuch is that Birkat Torah is Minat Torah. What's interesting? The interesting is when it comes to the Shita of the Rambam. The Rambam, we would expect when listing the mitzvot, would list one of the mitzvot as Talmud Torah, and another mitzvah as Birkata Torah, based on the Gemara in that we just saw. So it says, but he doesn't. He just lists the, the, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And the Ramban, in his famous Hasagot, or to say for a mitzvot, says as follows, Barur, we have to make a brocha, mina Torah, we have to make a bracha before we learn all the things that Akash Baruch Hu wants us to learn in order to get Olam Abba. 
וכשהשם נצטווינו בברכה אחר, כל האכילה, כן נצטווינו בזה, and just as we get benefits from uh, eating and then we have a ברוכה afterwards and that's מן התורה, so is this מן התורה. והעולה מזה, says the Ramban, if it's not clear enough, שברכת התורה לפני המצווה עשה דאורייתא, this is a positive תמבן commandment, sorry, not תמבן, positive commandment, ואין ראוי למנותה מצווה אחת עם הקריאה, And it doesn't make sense, says Ramban, to couple it with the actual mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Why? Just as there's a separate mitzvah of bringing the bikurim and a separate mitzvah of the vidui, of the, the proclamation that is stated when one brings the bikurim, so too over here, when it comes to Birkat Torah, there's the mitzvah and there's the, the bracha on it. We don't wrap them up in one big mitzvah. They're two separate mitzvahs. So since, says, says the Ramban, certainly Birkata Torah is midoraita, it seems that the Rambam argued. The Rambam understood that Birkata Torah is only midrabanan. How he understood that Gemara, you would have to say either it's a masmachta or as we'll see uh, later on, perhaps another or on. Bottom line, Uh, oh, well, let's see it already. The Aruch HaShulchan. So just to summarize, before we get to the Aruch HaShulchan, Rav Rishonim accepted the Pshat of the Mishnah, of the Gemara, that Birkat HaTorah is Midorat. However, it's interesting that uh, before we get to the Aruch HaShulchan, let's see how the Shulchan Aruch passed it. In Orachim Reish Tet, the Shulchan Aruch says, Kol HaBrachot im Nistapek im Birech im Lav, All brachot, if you're not sure whether you made a bracha or not, you don't repeat it. Not in the beginning, not in the end. Other than birkat amazon. Why? Because that's a, a, a bracha from the Torah. All, mitzvah, all brachos are midrabanan, but birkat amazon is mina Torah. What did the Shulchan Aruch not mention? Birkat Torah. Meaning that the Shulchan Aruch seems to understand, or Paskin like the Rambam, that Birkat HaTorah is only Midrabana. Now let's go back to the Aruch HaShulchan. The Aruch HaShulchan says, V'chol ha'gdolim hiskimu ledvarat, meaning all the Gedolim agreed with the Ramban and argued with the Rambam. Shebracha zohi min ha-Torah, this is the opinion of the Prichadash, and the Megin Abraham, Shagas Arya, and more. And they were astonished that the Rambam forgot this. He didn't count this as a separate mitzvah. And they all understood that the Rambam holds that it's only a mitzvah the Rabbanan, and therefore they had to come up with answers. How does he explain the Gemara, etc.? But says Aruch HaShulchan, according to my humble opinion, ain't okay. They misunderstood the Rambam. Even the Rambam will agree that saying Birkat Torah is a mitzvah minat Torah. It's explicit. It's almost explicit in the Gemara. Very difficult to, very difficult to, 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 to kind of maneuver out of that understanding of the Gemara. So why didn't the Rambam count it as a mitzvah minat Torah? Says the Aruch Hashulchan, Vaday Birkat Torah is 
is a mitzvah min Torah. But it's chilek of Talmud Torah. It's chilek of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And that's why the Rambam didn't write it as a separate mitzvah. But according to the Aruch HaShulchan, since Birkat Torah is a mitzvah min Torah, even according to the Rambam, if there's a suffix, whether you said the bracha or not, according to the Aruch HaShulchan, you, don't, uh, you, you would have to repeat it. And according to the Aruch HaShulchan, there could even be the opinion of the Rambam as opposed to how the Shulchan Aruch explained. Shulchan Aruch seemed to understand that the Rambam didn't count it, didn't mention it as a separate mitzvah because it's not a mitzvah min Torah. And therefore, if you've got a suffix, you don't repeat it, suffix brachot lahem. Okay. The Shagas Aryeh says, what do we do, Allah Lomaisa? The Shagas Aryeh says, even though the Shulchan Aruch passed Lichora, that it's only mid Rabbanan, and therefore, Safek the Rabban Lahakel, Akati Tzarech Lebarech. According to the Shagas area, you still need to make a bracha if you're in doubt. The Kaimanan, the Birkata Torah, Midoraita. Because we Paskin, based on the Ramban, and basically the majority of the Rishonim, that Birkata Torah is a Torah, is a Mitzvah Torah, Minatorah. The Safek Birech, Safek Labirech, Hosea Mavarech, Misafek. And if you've got a doubt, you should say a bracha. In Sarich Lachzor Leverech Misafek called Gimel Brachot, O Bracha Achat Mehen, Nami Sagi. Oh, and now it says, the Shag is Sarya separate. Is it good enough to only say one Bracha? Or do we repeat all three Brachot mentioned in the Gemara? In Brachot. Davadai Bechad Men Yotzei Dechobat Birkata Tarashel Chivdoraita. He says, surely one bracha is enough to fulfill our obligation, Minat Torah. And therefore, Mistabrali makes sense to me, the Bachatmen Sagile. The other person doesn't like you said, Birkata Torah. You just woke up at six o'clock in the morning. You were half a shlofend when you said Birkata Torah. And now you're not sure whether you said Birkata Torah. What do you do? The Bazay, you'd say, according to the Ashagasari, you say one bracha. And which bracha do you say? Because from nearly came in the Tzarech Lachzor Leverech Brachachat, Latzet Yedei Safek Shel Torah, Sheyachzor Viyorech Lechatchila, Shebachaban Mikvalamim. The last bracha of Rav Amnuna, the Gemara Dei called it HaMa'ulashe Bebrachot, the most of the, the, the most uh, elevated of the, uh, uh, of the brachot, and therefore that's the one we should say. Ume'aytayma tiknu likro, and the proof in the pudding is when a person gets an aliyah to the Torah, what bracha do they say? They don't say lasok bedivrei Torah. They don't say melamei Torah They say So that seems to be the best choice out of one of three. Says the Shagasariya. I disagree with the Shulchan Aruch. Safek birkata Torah lahachmir, not because it's a mitzvah doraita. But you don't need to say all three. You just need to say one. Which one? Asher b'chavanu. How does the Mishabura rule? Mishabura rules lichora like the Shagasari. He says ayin b'shagasari the masik shibikat Torah min Torah that really bikat Torah is from the Torah. Belachin im mistapek lo im birech bikat Torah chozerim avarech. And if you got a doubt, you should definitely repeat it. Umikama kam kemen shu lo stapek. But only say which is the most elevated of the brachot. And then he says, But look at the Shari Tshuva, 
the sovereign the misafik lo yachzor v'yivarei. Can't you try it through that? Let's stick with the Shulchan Aruch. Don't repeat it. Uveemet kashe maod lismoch aleim says says the Mishabur. It's very difficult to rely on these opinions not to make a bracha. Why not? Achada beri shonim sovrim the bikat otra minatara. So many of the shonim that we saw the Ramban, we saw the Chinuch, and here he puts in also the Rashba. That there is all minatara. And we saw already the Gemara that people that didn't make a bracha, what a, what a tragedy it was, caused the Churban Beit HaMikdash. So it seems that the Mishabura rules that in such a case one should repeat the brachot like the Shagasari. The, um, the Rabbi Yosef, at least not in this, this uh, little extract, but basically he paskins that we don't say Birkat uh, Torah if a person is in doubt. He brings they should repeat it. And according to them, if you're not sure, you don't say the bracha, and that is his conclusion. So the Yalkut Yosef, uh, Yitzhak Yosef, following in his father's footsteps, says, we pass in like the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says, only Birkat Amazon, you got a suffix, you repeat it. Arguably, because only Birkat Amazon is Midoraita, according to Shulchan Aruch, he seems to be following the Pshat of the Rambam, that Birkat Torah is only Midorabana. Um, and the Pitkin Shubas brings a, a similar opinion. Maskanat od rabim migdolei aposkim shigam liimyan birkat Torah. We say safek brachot lahakel. Ve'en lebarech b'safki birech. And you shouldn't repeat it. You shouldn't say the bracha if you're not sure if you you mastered it before. Af lo birkat asheb achaban. It goes against shita b'shagis ari and mishabura. Nothing. Don't say anything. Um, now, in the event we see it's not so simple to repeat the bracha. What are your other options? So here the Mishnah brings down two possibilities. Or you should have intention at the outset regarding Avarabah and learn afterwards, that's the best. Meaning, I've got two solutions. Possibility number one, go ask someone else who's saying Birkat Torah to, to be Motsi. Possibility number two is, you say Avar Avtanu, and have in mind that this is my Birkat Torah, but then he adds, and but you have to learn after Tefillah, right? Um, okay, uh, so, so, that seems to be the suggestion of the. Uh, that seems to be the suggestion of the um, bir bir halacha Sorry, bir halacha. Now, now we come to a fascinating topic, and that is: Should women recite bir katatara? Now, it's fascinating not only because it's a, it's a huge ramification for women every day but also because it gives us insight into what the nature of Birkat Torah is. We've seen the significance. We've seen that there are three possible brachas that the Gemara says we should say all of them, but what is the nature of those three brachot? 
here, when we get into the ramifications of whether women should say the bracha or not, it really highlights what the nature of the bracha is all about. So let's see. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Nashim Mevarchot Birkat HaTorah. That the, um, the woman should or must say Birkat HaTorah. Simple. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, women recite Birkat HaTorah. Now, what is the logic behind it? Why should women recite Birkat HaTorah? One could argue. What do you mean? They are commanded to learn Torah. Is that really true? Let's see what the Rambam says in Yilchot Tamut Torah. Siman Aleph, Halacha Aleph. Perik Aleph, Halacha. Nashim ba'abadim muktanim turim mitamut Torah. Women and servants and minors are exempt from Talmud Torah. Aval katan abib chayav lalamdo Torah. Top a kid, father's obligated to teach him. Shema abin etamot emi benechem lebeba. Anyone is obligated is also obligated to teach, but if I'm not obligated to learn, I'm not obligated to teach. Clearly, the Rambam is telling us a woman is not obligated in Talmud Torah. It's not just the Rambam, it comes from the Gemara explicitly in Kiddushin. So based on that, the question now is, why should women make a bracha? Well, Lichora, it's not such a difficult question because even though they might not be obligated, they're still doing a mitzvah and therefore they should make a bracha. The challenge with that is that this isn't the shita of the Shulchan Aruch in general when it comes to optional mitzvot. Let's see if we have the Shulchan Aruch over here. Um, here we go. The source number 23, page 800 and, uh, 187. Although women are exempt from from blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, they're allowed to blow the shofar. Another person who's already fulfilled his obligation can also blow on their behalf. But the person, they're not allowed to make a bracha on it, and the person who's already fulfilled his obligation can't make a bracha on behalf of them. Why? Because the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Rambam, that in any time someone is not obligated in a mitzvah, he doesn't say a bracha. Even though if he does a mitzvah, he fulfills his obligation. But since he's not obligated, how can he say Asher Bachar Ban? So this is the opinion of the Rambam, which is brought down by the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah in Hilchot um, Shofar over there says, Although women are exempt from mitzvot, nevertheless, this is still our, our women make a brocha. And this is based on Rabbeinu Tam. Won't get into the machloka between Rambam and Rabbeinu Tam in their proofs. But the bottom line is that the Shulchan Aruch writes, if you're not obligated in a mitzvah, you don't say a bracha. Whereas the Ramah writes, if you're not obligated in a mitzvah, you can still say a bracha, at least woman and mitzvah ase. So based on this, the question comes back to the Shulchan Aruch. There's the Shulchan Aruch. And a priori, if I was thinking to myself, how would the Shulchan Aruch Paskin regarding Birkat Torah, I would expect the Shulchan Aruch to be consistent with his opinion. And that is, if you are not obligated, right, then you don't make a bracha. 
Woman like a bracha on beer katatar. And now all the Mepharshim are scratching their heads. Why did the Shulchan Aruch change his opinion? As we saw, according to the Rambam, if you're not, if you're exempt from the mitzvah, you don't make a bracha. In other places, Pascha. So here the Beit Yosef explains it in class. The Beit Yosef says, Beit Yosef is also the author of the Shulchan Aruch. Of Yosef Karo explains, Katab od ha'agur b'shem Mari Mulin. That the Agur said in the name of Mari Mulin, the Nashim Mavachot Birkatatar. The woman do say Birkatatar. Even though they're not obligated to learn. Why is that? Even though, and it could be a bad thing to teach them, nevertheless, I make a bracha. All of those things that, that's only regarding Torah Torah so it sounds like women can learn, or maybe they should be learning to Rasha Bichta. The odd second reason is Kim Varchot Akriata Korbanot, or Tvilakaneg Korbanot Tiknun, because they're going to read about the Korbanot. And Vain Chayavot Petvila. And since the Korbanot are connected to Tvila and they're obligated in Tvila, in Ke Chayavot, Kamkim Bekriata Walava Korbanot. And since they're obligated in that, they have to make a book. And then he brings a third reason. And I was more so according to the words of the smack. Since women are obligated to learn certain halachot that apply to them. Kashrut, Yochotnida, Shabbos, these things apply to them. Therefore, they are obligated, they can say the brach. So the Beit Yosef basically is giving us three reasons why women can still say a bracha, even though it goes against his general principle that if you're not obligated, you don't make a bracha. Um, and, and probably the strongest argument of here is that the, uh, the women still need to learn certain things. Right? Learn, women still need to learn certain things. Um, just, you know, how, how are you going to keep Shabbos if you don't learn about Yilchot Shabbos? But there's a bira graph, there's a Vilna Kaon. I don't accept this shita. The krat savach and the pasuk shouts out, the obligation is on the men to learn Torah and not the woman. How do you say all of a sudden Rather says the Vilna Gaon that the reason why women make a brocha is based on the Tosfot. Ushar Poskim, the national Mavarchot, that women are able to make a brocha on all time bound mitzvot. Okay, so, so, so what, what is the Vilna Gaon saying? That the reason why women make a brocha that the Shulchan Aruch Paskind is because of the principle that even if a woman is not obligated to do a mitzvah, she can still do a mitzvah that we find regarding mitzvah Tase Shazman Gram. This fits very nicely with the shita of the Ramah. However, when it comes to the, the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch didn't pask in that. The Shulchan Aruch didn't pask in like Tosot and Rabbeinu Tam. Shulchan Aruch pask in like the Rambam. If you're not obligated to mitzvah, you don't say brocha. So what is the Vilna Gaon saying? The Vilna Gaon is giving a very nice answer. It doesn't help us 
for the shita of the Shulchan Aruch. You could argue that according to the Vilna Gaon, he says, I, um, um, the Vilna Gaon says as follows. I don't understand the Shulchan Aruch, but I'm telling you why women should say it, and that's the basis. But we still left with a question on the, we still left with a question on the Shulchan Aruch. Why did the Shulchan Aruch change his mind? And here we have a very nice um, grizz. The, 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 the grizz says as follows, and this is, it's already written in, in the Beis Alevi, in his Shut, the Beis Alevi was the great-grandfather of the grizz. In a kvari kshu ahad anashim abarchot birkata Torah, vapturot mitamu Torah, hakam amek brocha, if they are exempt, it's not a birkat mitzvah classic. It's a the brocha on the Torah is needed because the the, the, the Torah is so great. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein basically is, explains further. He says, what's going on over here? Birkat HaMitzvah Torah is not a classic Birkat HaMitzvah. Explains Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, it's both the Birkat HaMitzvah and Birkat HaShevach. And that's the reason why the Gemara gave three separate brachot. And then it also said, etc. And then it said, and explains Rav Moshe Feinstein that one bracha is Birkat HaMitzvah, but the others are really Birkat HaShevach. And the Lubush goes even further. The Lubush says one of them is a Birkat HaShevach and one of them is a Birkat HaNenit. You get enjoyment when you learn Torah. And therefore, the, the Birkat HaZorah are actually an amalgamation of all the different types of brachot. And since it's not just Birkat HaMitzvah, that's why women should say Birkat Torah, and therefore there's no contradiction for the Shita of the Shulchan Aruch. Although the Shulchan Aruch says regarding Birkat Mitzvah, if you're not obligated, you can't say a bracha. But Birkat Torah is not a classic Birkat Mitzvah. Rather, it is an amalgamation of all types of mitzvot, Birkat Shevach, maybe even Birkat Nenin, and that's why women say Birkat Torah. And I think that is a beautiful answer to why the Shulchan Aruch changed his consistent approach when it comes to Birkat Torah, even though women aren't obligated, they say a bracha because really it's a Birkat Shevach just as much as it's a Birkat Mitzvah. And, uh, and I think that's a Musara scale for all of us that when we learn Torah, we should view it as not just Birkat Mitzvah, it's not just a Mitzvah, it's Shevach, it's our, it's the Maral says, don't just focus on the intellectual pursuit of Torah, but rather realize that this is our way of Rakhon Shbarakul. So with that, we'll end today's Shir, and next week's Shir, Bezrat Hashem, will continue regarding uh, Birkat Torah and move further. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Has anyone got any shyness? Just a quick one. I don't appear to have this Kedusha Moran Hariz Alevi in my in my sacred. What do you mean? It's not in your sacred. What, what page is that on? One ninety.
No, I've got a different page. If you can see it on the screen. Go, go to the next page. Next page says Machshava. Yeah. The 193. Sorry? Wait a minute. I've got it on page 193. Yeah, okay, because when I, my, I'm using the computer, um, my version probably it didn't have the opening page on the computer. That's why. All right, okay. I, I couldn't, couldn't see where it was. Okay, fine. Okay, good no to problem. know that we're off a page. Okay. Okay, we're all on the same page, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very okay. much. We have a little time. I, I thought maybe the, yeah. the Meshach Chachma has a very interesting explanation of why we say Birkat Torah before and Birkat Mazon afterwards. Yeah, and it may, may, may fit into the Gemara a little bit that you quoted in the beginning. Birkat Hamazon, he says that we need to say that <coughs> after because when we're finished eating, we're so full, we're satiated, and we think, ah, oh, look how wonderful we are. We, we grew the food, we bought the food, we ate the food, it's all on us. So we have to show, do Birkat Hamazon to show that it's, that we're thanking Hashem, that, that it's all on Hashem, it's not on us. Well, Birkat HaTorah we do before because it's important that we have the proper kavana why we're learning, right? That, that we're not learning just to, for Haskalah, and now we're learning for, to show that we're uh, a, a great person or, or to show up somebody else that we're better than them. So therefore, we have to do Birkat Torah before, which is sort of what the Gemara was implying, what, how you explained it, to, to, yeah. to give the correct Kavana to show that we have the correct Kavana for, for learning the Torah. Right. Yeah, That's much, the okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Have a good one. Call Take care, them. everybody. Have a good week. Right. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah.